What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. There's only a handful of good things about living in Utah. Like how men try to impress women by posting pictures of them, posing next to whatever animal they've killed, some places you can't buy beer on Sundays, and we have a hideous copper mining pit so large that you can see it from space. But what I love most about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I really think that we have one of the hardest scenes in the nation simply because of the overwhelming need to resist the right-wing religious culture that not only surrounds us but tries to stifle us as well today i'm going to be talking about seeing say we can fly gold steps rookie of the year and johnny gilbert in what is the sketchiest venue that i have ever been to kilby court now before we jump into this episode yes I understand that none of the lineup is anything even close to hardcore or punk rock, and I don't care. I have a wide variety of music that I enjoy, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to share it with other people. So now that that's out of the way, finding Kilby Court was a pain in the ass. And we left probably 45 minutes to an hour early just to scope it out and find a place to park because neither one of us has been there before. And what we didn't expect was to find it in the one part of the city that God forgot. (laughs) Uh, We circled that block twice and then ended up parking on like the south end of it and we're walking down the sidewalk and there's this local bakery and some of the the employees were out there um next to the road on the sidewalk and i asked them like hey uh do you know where kilby court is and they're like oh yeah yeah go that <laughs> go down the road take a left go down the alley and i was like ah oh, fuck okay <laughs> so we did just that we walk down this sketchy alley and the sun hadn't set yet but i mean it was sketchy this was by no means a big show so there wasn't a line that could like guide us in the right direction so we just kept walking down this alley and on either side of the of like the road the little path you have these dilapidated condemned homes with glass shattered everywhere fucking spray paint all over the place abandoned appliances i mean it's fucking sketchy it's scary uh i was genuinely concerned for not only myself and emily when we went to leave but the other concert goers as well because there really didn't seem to be like any security at all and there were no lights going down this road and at the very end of it it's just a dead end there's like this bathroom that somebody in the line said the uh it's it's the stabbing bathroom it's just fucking scary in there i guess now what i didn't expect however is that this glorified garage essentially was gonna grow on me It had, like, there were stickers all over the doors, the windows, the walls. You could, there was, like, a garage door on the inside where previous 
patrons and bands, you know, whoever had like written their names on it. I got a couple of really cool pictures that I put up on Twitter. If you guys want to go take a look at the, at those, cause that was, that was really cool to see. I mean, there were, you saw some band names in there that are like fucking huge now. And like across the way, there's, it, it looks like a shed or like a closet type deal. And that's where they had all of the merch. There was this little courtyard in between. So like in between sets, you could just walk out the store to catch a smoke or a vape or fresh air, or, well, you know, mingle. Uh, what was really cool about this show was that the performers were actually like mingling with everybody outside. Uh, you could just walk up and talk to them and they were really cool people. I really, I really enjoyed that. I haven't, I haven't been able to do that before and I'll get into how I fangirled out just a little bit later, but it really did grow on me and it guys, it's fucking perfect for like punk and hardcore shows, local hardcore and punk rock shows. Cause the venue is, it's not big at all. I mean, I think there was maybe 30 people at the show and that's probably maybe you could fit two thirds of that into this garage, but it's, it's got this DIY feel to it. I, I guess it's one of the oldest all ages, um, venues in Salt Lake in Utah. It's really dope. All I could see the minute I walked in there was fucking stick to your guns on stage and just this crazy fucking mosh pit breaking out. And as long as you avoid the one fucking structure pole that's in the middle of the dance floor, you'll be fine. It was actually really reminiscent of the smaller stage in the venue where it had that fucking pole that I saw so many people get thrown into. It was it was really cool. And I'm glad I got to go. I mean, Emily, she straight up told me, no, we're never, I'm never coming back here. This is just fucking, I don't like this. I feel like I'm in, I'm in danger. And I'm like, all right, you know, that fair is fair. Like I, I get it. So I didn't really get a chance to do any research on the opening act. So I was going in blind besides, of course, say we can fly. I'm a big fan of Braden Barry and his work. So it was a really pleasant surprise when the opening band is a band called gold steps. Now I guess gold steps have been around for a little while. They remind me so much of a mix of tonight alive and Paramore. You can very clearly hear elements of both of those bands in their music. And they were super energetic. They weren't shy at all. Because, like, guys, the stage is, like, probably a third of that garage. So there's not really any space between you and them. And I could see that getting inside someone's head and fucking with them. At least it would me. That would throw me off if I was performing on a stage like that. It, it didn't phase them at all. They were super energetic. And I found myself really wanting to know the songs so I could participate because it was awesome. It was fun. I, you know, it was really fun to dance to. And, you know, they had a good hour long set. And what ended up happening was after actually, yeah, right after they got off the stage, I looked them up 
on Apple Music and downloaded their most recent album, That Ain't It. And I really think they have a lot of potential and I'm going to keep an eye on them and I want to I'm going to I'm going to track them and I'm really excited to see them again. I really want you guys to go out there and just give them a listen. Tell me what you think. Uh, I know it's not really going to be for everybody, but it's definitely music that will elevate your mood. If you're just having like a shitty day and you throw that on, it's it's going to make you feel better and you're going to want to dance around. So after them was a band called Rookie of the Year, and I was not impressed at all. Matter of fact, I I found them to be quite obnoxious and I almost walked out of the ven- out of the venue to go into the courtyard to just vape until their set was over cuz like their bassist was dancing around the stage and he see he struck me as somebody that needed to be needed to be in like a harder core band or like a little bit more heavy just the way he was playing how energetic he was how he was interacting with the crowd and the lead singer not so much um i don't know guys like this was one of the last shows of the tour so i don't know if they were just exhausted or what was going on but that's where i found myself i just was really fucking annoyed by him and after they were done i was thankful and grateful but when it was all said and done i decided to look into him a little more because i'm like okay sometimes a band has a bad show or my experience seeing disturbed fucking years ago awful life <laughs> like i saw him at usana and they were awful on stage so you know they could have just been having a bad show an off day happens to everybody so i dug it dug into them and they've been around for a long time guys like since 2004 and honestly their music isn't bad at all they have stuff that sounds like uh boys like girls but it's super reminiscent of dashboard confessional so like i said maybe they were just off a little bit or maybe they just don't perform live very well i don't know but what i do know is that i'm really glad that i looked into them because their early work particularly the album having to let go while it is a little rough around the edges certainly has that early aughts emo charm that i grew up with and that i absolutely love go check them out and let me know what you think so johnny gilbert was up after them and i've only known of him because of twitter honestly uh people who fall it's one of those situations where it's people who follow say we can fly also follow so i knew of him but i've never i never really had an interest of looking into him and it was plain as day who the younger crowd was there to see i mean they they knew all his fucking songs 
And it was kind of funny because he took the stage looking a little bit like Nikki Six, but with emo makeup, like like the big hair metal, but emo twist to it. It was it was it was a unique look for sure. And he's just a he's a singer, like a solo singer songwriter. And he plays an acoustic guitar and he played what I assume to be quite a few of his hits, a couple pop covers and uh, something for a little bit of the older crowd. He played a taking back Sunday cover of cute without the E cut from the cut from the team, excuse me, which I thought was really cool, but it went way over the heads of the younger crowd, which, you know, man, I mean, it makes me feel old and I'm disappointed, but, I at least really enjoyed it. It it was really cool. He really, really reminds me of like 2006, 2007 Escape the Fate. He has that look and the energy. And it's kind of weird not seeing him have a band around him. Because I think he'd do really, really well in that environment. Now, there were a couple of hiccups during his set i mean people are gonna mess up notes and stuff like that or chords or whatever like they're gonna mess up but it's very different when it's just a solo artist because you can hear it you see it and you could tell that like this wasn't his first rodeo you know he was able to recover from it quite well in one particular case uh, he played half of one song and then said he doesn't remember the rest and like started a different song. And it just, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just not really for me, but I could see why like the younger, more angsty crowd would go for him. And I mean, fuck all the power to you. Like <laughs> just cause, just cause I don't like, a musician or whatever doesn't mean, you know, I'm not going to be all like that way about it. What I will say though, is that he, he did warm up the crowd quite well for uh say we can fly. And I was super stoked. Okay. So <laughs> before Braden took the stage, I saw him like out in like the little courtyard area talking to people. And I was just like, fixated on him you know like i've never actually been able to shake the hand of a musician that i've been listening to especially for as long as i've been listening to brayden's music so i saw my opportunity and i like gunned it for him and he was walking away and i was like oh hey uh excuse me brayden and he turns around and I'm like, is it all right if I uh, shake your hand? You know, <laughs> and, and he chuckles and he's like, bro, of course. So I go to shake his hand and I have a really firm handshake. You know, I've been in, const- in construction for most of my adult life. I have I've learned to have a firm grip, which kind of caught him off guard yeah (laughs) you know and it was later i realized i was like oh fuck that's his strumming hand like i hope i didn't like crush his hand or or anything like that and i'm not i'm not trying to like say that like i have a crushing grip or or whatever you know but i do have a firm handshake and he did mention he's like oh shit and 
it was like my brain just stopped. I, I, I was like, dude, I've been listening to you for 10 years as of this month, which I think caught him off guard a little bit because it was so specific. And, I, you know, so I'm telling him like, oh, yeah, you know, I loved Dandelion Necklace. I loved I loved your acoustic album, Secondhand Heartbreak. I think that I think you flourish in that medium. I talked to him about an episode of his podcast he did talking about like duality. And it was like super deep. And he's just, you know, I it was really awkward. Right. <laughs> like it was just awkward. I felt bad, but I was able to like shake his hand, get a picture of him. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll see you on your set, you know? And so like, I was really excited. It, it was like invigorating, right. For me, because guys, when I first started listening to say we can fly, I was going through so much shit. Okay, I struggle with a couple really serious mental health conditions that were not that I was not aware of at that time. So I was doing things and not not realizing like how it was affecting others. And as a as a result, I was going through a lot of hard, a lot of hardship. My girlfriend at at the at the time was cheating on me with someone we worked with. Uh, my car had died. I was working this dead end pallet building job that two weeks later laid me off. I mean, guys, I was going through a lot of shit and Braden's music helped distract me from all the pain that I was feeling and experiencing. So when I got to finally shake his hand a decade later, you know, it, it meant a lot to me. And, you know, the performance itself, it was everything I hoped for. You know, it was super intimate. I mean, by the time Johnny and Rookie of the Year were done, I mean, a lot of the crowd was just gone. So there was maybe... 13 of us, maybe 15, maybe 15 crowded around this stage. And it was so cool to be able to interact, interact with him in between songs and just have conversations with him and stuff. And of course there was this asshole heckler. Braden had them dim the lights, uh, the forward lights on him and amplify the lights behind him. So it was more of like, so he was more of like a silhouette. Like you could still make out some details, but it was just a little bit harder. And I think he felt the need to explain himself because he explained that when he's writing music uh, or just doing art in general in his studio and his bedroom, he keeps it really dark and muted. It just helps with his process. And this asshole pipes up, oh, do you do it naked? Which I will note, absolutely no one thought that was funny. Nobody laughed. And Brayden just shrugged it off. And he was like, 
uh, hey, uh, sorry, I can't really hear you guys, but I think I heard some someone say something fucking weird, and then immediately jumped into his next song, and I don't know if that dude is just tone deaf with his jokes, or if he's the genuine asshole that I think he is, because I was hearing him during the set, and thankfully he didn't speak up during any other like breaks but like i just i was hearing him like talking shit and stuff and like i was like bro you're ruining this this experience for us like just fuck off like if you don't want to be here don't be here you know like have some fucking class touring can't possibly be easy at all and the last thing these musicians need is some prick poking at them and heckling them. I mean, show some fucking respect. We're better than that. Come on. We want we want musicians and artists to continue coming to Salt Lake. And this was the first time that Braden has performed in Salt Lake. And I'm pretty sure he'll come back. And he had a great performance, but I did get the impression that he may be going through some, some tough, some tough shit right now. And if, if that's the case, I mean, my heart goes out to him and guys really look him up. He has a pretty diverse portfolio of music. I mean, there's a lot of um like <laughs> emo uh love songs like acoustic love songs he's got some edm mix stuff he did uh he had this one album that i really wasn't a fan of where it was more like it sounded to me like soundcloud rapping i just i really just didn't like it i personally think that he flourishes artistically in an acoustic setting and that same night uh skeleton heart ep dropped that one has a good mix of edm with with an artist called uh sunday friend and i really i really liked it it's a great ep so really look him up you know look these guys look up everybody and let me know what you what you think because this is like a conversation right this isn't just me talking at you this is a conversation so guys this was really a unique experience and i was super happy that i got to experience this um we got to see a new to us new venue a bunch of different musicians with a pretty small crowd and i really enjoyed it i always Always recommend traveling in a group, especially going out late anywhere, but particularly in like downtown area. I highly recommend traveling in a in a group, but more specifically, if you're going to a show at Kilby Court, go with people or have somebody ready to pick you up as close to the venue as possible. Just you can't be too safe i didn't see any uh security guards um wandering or wandering around making sure things were as they should be there's no street lights going down this dead end road so just keep your head on a swivel 
keep yourself and those around you safe. Like I always say, we got to take care of each other. Now, the venue, I want to go back. I want to go see a punk show at this venue because I think it'd be dope as fuck. It's got a shitload of personality. And I love that it is more geared towards a smaller audience because that's so important to, to be able to interact with these musicians that you have listened to forever that you really connect with. And this venue provides that for you. So if any of you have been to Kilby court before, who'd you see? What'd you think about the venue? Let me know. I want to know about it. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to leave a comment and rating on your way out. I really want to know what you guys think. Find me on Twitter at MarkTheImposter, and until next time, we'll see you in the pit. 